Hi, my name's Nicole. I have been uh, working with Rachel for the past several months. And I would just say, you know, she's a wealth of knowledge. She's natural at what she does. She gives you, you know, advice that I think you can use every single day. She's super real, leads you down the right path. Um, I've enjoyed every moment of it. Uh, her skin camp is exceptional for anyone that wants to take a bit of a deeper dive. It's like being in the bathroom with Rachel. She guides you through everything. She's super passionate about it. You have the ability to watch it over again. Um, by far worth all the investment. I go back to it all the time for reference. Hey everyone, welcome. My name is Rachel Varga. I'm a board certified aesthetic nurse specialist. And today I have a very special guest. We have with us Angela Sumner and she is just a, a light. So I first came across Angela because she shared an episode that I had recorded on. Uh, I think it was the, the Bulletproof interview and then you shared one of mine. And then I started checking out what you were doing. I was like, oh gosh, okay, so we gotta be friends. Cause this babe knows what's up. Magical, light, babe. It's like, we, we gotta connect. And then and I started following you. You were in France during the whole, the pandemic stuff. And you're just like, I'm not gonna let this get me down. I'm gonna live just a magical life and see the light in everything. And how you were living was really inspiring me. And I could just imagine how many of the other people that were kind of following you and your light and spreading light wherever you can just really impacted so many, so many lives. And, and the more I want to know you, the more I've realized that, you know, Angela is such a light in this world and she has such a beautiful, unique perspective at looking at things like abundance, money, magic, how we can support each other as women, fellow female entrepreneurs, making smarter purchasing decisions. So thanks so much for joining us today, Angela. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much, Rachel. I'm beyond excited to be here. The first time I heard your voice, I had this feeling in my body like, yes, we must have women who are doing this kind of work, encouraging, supporting the kind of lifestyle that we want to live and sharing our knowledge with one another. So I'm, I'm very happy. <laughs> yeah. And tell us all a little bit about what you do. Cause I can tell you're this, just, um, you're this magical multi-passionate woman, but what are you, what are you up to right now? What am I up to right now? Well, I have spent the last several years of my life ever since I brought myself out of homelessness, out of poverty, um, into creating a business, into creating a life. I really love living. I've dedicated these years to educating women on how to do the same thing for themselves. So I teach total transformation, financial transformation, physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, and sexual. <laughs> so I focus on the six bodies of the human and I I really focus for women on what area is out of balance and how can I help you find ways to bring yourself into balance. And then once you're in balance, you can really begin to transform and create something you really want to create. Yeah. And I just think that's great. So you've come from a time in your life where you overcame an obstacle and you know, that can be a really traumatic time for a lot of people going through what you've gone through. And I just love hearing women's stories of how they have become this more resilient, compassionate, empathic 
person that just wants to help people after they've really experienced that. So I think that's great. So thank you so much for, for the work that you do and showing up for so many other women that uh, yeah, I love to kind of follow what you're up to and it really lights me up too. So what would you say are some things that you're feeling right now? I know this is a very open-ended question, but I'm just going to leave it at that. Ooh, I love, I love open-ended questions. And first I want to tell you when you leave an open-ended question, that's where the magic happens. So often we think we know, we're like, I know this, I know that. And we, we convince ourselves that we know the answer. We know the end result. But when we leave space for inquiry, for what would happen if, or, you know, what, what's going on in the world or what are your feelings? That's when spirit or the divine or whatever you want to call the energy that surrounds us, that's when it can really come in and help us co-create our lives. So my feeling right now is very much that it's this open energy where everything that we have known is shifting. And it's always been the case, you know, no two days are the same every day you wake up and it's a different energy than the day before. But I would argue that especially now for humanity, we are becoming even more aware of how there's so much space for transformation, for growth, for choice. So that's what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> I love what you said the other day of, you know, if you want to tap into, you know, our quote unquote inner guidance or whatever that looks like for you, you have to sort of have a time dedicated to show up for that. Like, can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit? Cause I found that really, really cool. Yeah. If you think about your day and you know, so many of our teachers teach this, uh, Bruce Lipton with epigenetics and um, Joe Dispenza with creating a new reality. And you know, all of these great teachers teach about the space and what can happen in the space. But when you wake up and you have a schedule and you have a routine, we know, we know what's coming. And because we know what's coming, we know where there's space to connect with the divine. So when you say, I am going to sit down for 10 minutes or 20 minutes and devote this time to being open to information, spirit, your guides, whatever energy you call in to assist you, they know where to access you during that time. And that's also a time where you have access to yourself in a way that you don't generally have when you're making breakfast or going for a run or working. You know, we're so busy all the time that when we take a set aside special moment out of our day, then we have more access to all that is, <laughs> all that is in the unseen. I find that particularly interesting because what I've noticed is when I have that downtime, what do I end up doing? I'm just like all y'all scroll. What mm -hmm. is happening? Well, I don't want to miss out, right? Oh, what's this notification? But we have to really be careful with that because what that does is it really pulls us away from our, our inner guidance. We know what's best for us. We just, we just know. And I had the pleasure of actually doing an event with Dr. Joe Dispenza in Portland last year. And he did this incredible meditation where basically he just like puts us in the quote unquote black, which is just like this void. And 
it was so weird doing that because I've never just like pictured myself as, you know, no body, nowhere, no time. I was like, what? This is weird. What's going on? But it's so nice when you can just like put yourself in the space where nothing else is around you. And I just like, from a scientific perspective, it's taking you out of the sympathetic nervous system and really putting you in the parasympathetic system, which is reducing your cortisol, which is your stress hormone, which leads to inflammation, which causes us to age. So the reason I like to talk about all this stuff is because these are like the little like sprinkles and twinkles that add to radiance. And aging better and looking better and feeling better and interacting with people, places, and things in a more beautiful and magical way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love what you touched on there about that void and that space, because what happens when we enter that void, when we go into that space, when we go to timelessness, hello, that's what we all want is radiance. We want timeless. We want, we want beauty that is timeless. We want wealth that, that is timeless. We want connection our relationships, we don't, we don't want them to be limited by time. So the entire point of going into the void and on the other extreme, because we are humans and we experience the extremes, you must set aside time to go into the void where there is no time. And this is where things start to get really non-human and get really quantum and get really like ethereal. And it's the time and space that we give ourselves, no time and space, where that, um, that access comes to really feel like we can live as a human really well with all that information that we gather in those no time, timelessness spaces. <laughs> yeah. And what I actually did was I recorded that meditation that he led us through. And on the mornings that I've started my day listening to it, my husband, he'll roll over. He'll be like, what do you do, Rachel? I'm like, I'm meditating. I have my headphones. <laughs> it's really funny. Those days are like magical. And it's so weird when you just start to actually make that time and become open to receiving. There's some really cool things that happen. So I know a lot of people are really concerned about finances at this time. It's a very, very difficult time for a lot of people it's traumatic. There's so much chaos and uncertainty. And then other people aren't experiencing that. Mm -hmm. So what's kind of your take on that whole situation? I look at things in this very third dimensional, you know, firm reality as being one that is, that is polarizing. We came here for the extremes. We came here for love at first sight and all the juiciness that comes from the high, um, the hormone, the hormonal exchanges that we have with a person. We came here for that. We came here for the heartbreak. Some of the most famous poems and songs have been written because of heartbreak and trauma. We came here for extremely great and extremely challenging circumstances. So this time that we're in, I look at it from that perspective. Like if we came here for the highs and lows, we came here for the extremes, well, we are in it. <laughs> so what are you going to do with what's happening in the world? How are you going to relate to what's happening in the world? I tell my clients, you can't change the reality all the time. We can't change the reality of what's happening outside of us. 
And I don't even just mean today, I mean always. We can't change the reality. And if we can't change the reality, we must change our relationship to it in order for our soul to become turned on. We don't want to become resigned, like, oh, this is how it is. You know, this is how much money I'm always going to make, or I guess I'm always going to be this weight, or I guess my skin has to look this way. When we become resigned, indifferent, no shifts can be made. So here we are in this great opportunity of trauma. And, and I feel for the people who are suffering at this time, um, who are really struggling with mm -hmm. money and with job loss. I feel it. I'm in the poorest county in New Mexico and I feel it. And it is our job as those who came to this earth with a mission to maintain the light to do it no matter what. We didn't say, oh, I'll do it when it's not hard. Mm -hmm. I'll do it when I have a lot of money. I'll do it when it makes sense. No, no. We said we would do it all the time. And this is one of those times where those of us who can do more work, who can help more people, who can give monetarily, you know, emotionally, spiritually, it's time for that. Um, it's really time for us to just do the job that we came here to do. That's really how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. I know you mentioned in one of your, your awesome live streams, I just have so much fun tuning in and, <laughs> and you sharing things and being interactive. It's just, it's a blast tuning in. But you said that, uh, I think it was one of your coaches, uh, you were talking about a conversation you had with one of your coach mentors that, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like, you're not looking at things through rose colored glasses or like not really accepting reality. Do you know where I'm, do you know where I'm going with that? It's like, you're, you're trying to be realistic, but you're not trying to like evacuate reality talk about like how we can navigate this time by being quote unquote realistic in this reality, but still, um, you know, tap into the light. Yeah. So we all know, again, coming back to this, this, uh, duality of human existence, masculine, feminine, right, wrong. Yes. No. These extremes are what balances the earth. It's what keeps us on our axis. It's what we have the, you know, poles, we have the, the different uh, aspects of life that are one extreme or the other. So when I look at reality, I look at realistically what's happening outside of me. So what I'm doing with reality is I'm taking in through my senses, I'm taking in the external world. Now, what people are really not understanding about reality is that when you and I experience the exact same event, we experience it differently because our relationship to that reality is not the same. Your relationship to your reality has been developed through your life, through your upbringing, through whether you were breastfed or not, whether you were birthed through the vaginal canal or cesarean section, whether you had money or you went hungry, whether you had a great education, you know, all of these factors affect the way that you experience reality. So when you're experiencing reality, you specifically, Rachel, me, Angela, every person who's listening to this or watching it, you are experiencing a reality that is based on your experiences. And I like to look at reality. I don't ever have my head in the sand, like I'm not gonna pay attention to reality. I like to know what's going on in the world. 
but I always have this thing in the back of my head that tells me, hey, Angela, remember, you are designing your relationship to this reality, just like everyone is designing their own relationship to reality. When we own, when I own, I am designing my relationship to this reality, that's when we can begin to really make the shifts and changes. And it goes back to, you know, a lot of people are like, this is how it is. This is how it is. This is how it is. And I look for the people who go, is it though? Mm. Yeah, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you went there. So this is like a super woo podcast, body, mind, spirit, energy, beauty, radiance. Okay. (laughs) You know, religion, spirituality, really, is it different? Or when you really tune into it, is it, is it one of the same? My great grandmother, great grandma Smith, she was the second ordained female evangelical minister in Canada. And so I really pull from this just beautiful lineage. But it's the more and more I'm learning, it's the more and more that we're all so connected. And if we seek, we'll find it. We might just put like another name on it, whether it's God or if it's spirit or our guides. And I mean, sure, there's things that, you know, you don't really want to get into, right? But uh, I feel like people that are quote unquote light workers, people like that, we really kind of, and I said we, we really kind of dive into what that is. So how would you describe a light worker or like, what is like a light witch? Oh, you just asked me my favorite question. (laughs) So a lot of people are turned off by the word witch. And I was actually just recently told like, don't use that word to describe yourself. And I believe that we are at a point in time where especially as women, we must be free to dress the way we want, speak the way we want, earn the way we want, look the way we want. And so I said very nicely, you know, you cannot use that word, but I definitely choose to specifically because it has a stigma to it. So when something has a stigma, it also has power. Who was it that said, you know, no well-behaved woman ever made history? It's like, I'm not trying to be behaved here. I'm trying to be like a queen, witch, amazing, you know, millionaire. I don't know. I'm trying to be a a do-gooder, someone who changes lives and, and creates charitable organizations. I'm not trying to put one name on who I am. Mm-hmm. But this word, witch, especially, I'm, so I, just to delineate, I am a white witch, which means that I've taken a vow of doing absolutely no harm. My life is devoted to, to helping. And sometimes there is harm, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting ready to start my moon time. So I definitely am having local grass-fed beef. For sure, a cow was killed. And I hope everyone listening to this understands that harm is inevitable. The human experience is one that harm happens. But my vow as a white witch is to do no harm in as much as that is available to me. So I don't cast spells. I don't do any magic work. My life is really about daily, practical, um, implementable magic. So I do magic in everything I do. When I make my food, I, I wave my hands over my food and I just thank every single part, parcel, person, piece of land, animal, bug that went into creating my food. So that's my magic before I eat, you know? And there's different types of magic that I 
participate in throughout my day. And being a white witch, the only, the only like, the only differentiation between a white witch and all other witches is that my job is simply to maintain the light. It's what I came here for. It's, it's no matter what happens in the world, no matter what happens in my own life, no matter what trauma, no matter what craziness, my job is to maintain goodness, truth, integrity, um, and the highest devotion to great spirit, the divine God, you know, people use different words and I don't, I don't want to offend anyone, but for me, it's all the same thing. So my, my life is in devotion to the beauty that surrounds us, the beauty that surrounds us and then shows us who we are in relationship to it. It's like the many faces of God. You are God. I am God. That beautiful orchid behind you is God. We all have our own relationship to our beauty and our radiance and our power and our magnetism. And that is being human. So for me, that looks like being a white light witch. <laughs> One of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this is because this is something that's really been ingrained in us to keep small, right? Mm -hmm. And be like, oh, she's doing too much. Oh, right. And one of my favorite authors, Rebecca Campbell, I have her book, literally, uh, Light is the New Black, supporting my laptop here, along with what do we, what else do we have here? <laughs> a book by David Asprey, a book by Tessa Lloyd. <laughs> so we, we got some like 40 Fathers book and Light is the New Black sandwich, like in between Bulletproof Diet. Pretty funny. That is my laptop stand, full transparency. That's funny, but it's like masculine and feminine, like smashed together. Anyways, I digress. But the book, Light is a New Black by Rebecca Campbell, you're nodding your head. Yeah, you know who she is. Of course you do. Mm -hmm. She actually talks about how back in the day, women who were healers or who just really wanted to help out in their communities and, you know, pick local herbs or whatever. Like I totally forage for miners lettuce where I live. Like, would that make me a witch back then? Probably. <laughs> or like wanting to help others and heal. It's just the weirdest thing because that's what healers back then were called, right? Mm -hmm. Nurses, medicine women, but the men weren't. And I don't understand that. It's like the women when they came into their power and they wanted to help serve they would be kind of like subdued a little bit but then the men who were the healers it's like no they were glorified they were the one burning the women it's like what like what oh it's just such a weird thing to me and i feel like even now that's kind of ingrained in women is to stay small and it's no yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And it's one of the words I use. One of the reasons why I use the word witch is because we have been told how to identify, how to dress, how to behave, how, how to live for so long that I use that word for a reason. I use it to create a stir because it really is time for women to stop playing small, to speak up and speak out. You know, there are all these studies done of men and women acting in the exact same way, saying the exact same thing, the same body language. And the man is seen as powerful and the woman is seen as, you know, um, I don't know if I can swear on here, but uh, you know, she's seen as pushy and she's, she's seen as like, you know, or just hustler. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's not, you know, she's not authentic. She's trying too hard. And 
all of that. And I love men full disclaimer. Like I, there's, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with men. Do you yeah. know, I think the men have been really, a, a, not a victim, but have also suffered from this, this culture that we've designed because men also don't know how to operate in their masculine. And when women come back into balance and men come back into balance and it's a beautiful, cohesive growth that we have together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My husband, he's very, like very grounded. He's a, a six time pro world champion kickboxer. You can look him up. His name's Gabriel Varga. We're doing this oh like God. really cool project together uh, where him and I, we kind of share like our best body, mind, spirit, energy, rejuvenation, anti-aging, proactive aging secrets in this really sweet video series, which I'm really pumped to share because guys want to learn this stuff too. My, my unlocking your vitality, you know, skin masterclass, my first buyers were men. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Like men secretly are all over wanting to bring their, you know, brightest, greatest version forward as well. My most famous clients that I work with, you know, in the clinic and online are men. It's hilarious, right? But like, if you're a guy listening, you're probably cracking up. You're like, oh, yes. Okay. I'm busted. Listen to this podcast. Video. There's a lot of guys out feel, there. It's true. We all want to feel beautiful. It's yeah. not, we all want to feel beautiful. We all want to feel, you know, loved and and abundant, no matter, no matter what our sex is or our age. So I love that you have a lot of male clients. That makes me so happy. I know. I think it's fantastic, but it's funny because men that I find start to investigate like the skin stuff, you know, what can I be doing at home? What can I do in the clinic to like lift my brows up, reduce puffy lower eye bags, keep a nice sharp jawline, reduce pigmentation, all sorts of things. They're men who have sort of hit their 40s. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if there's some type of, um, maybe in our generation, women in their, I feel like I have a lot of girlfriends in their 30s who are like digging deep into this light stuff. But I wonder if men, they kind of get their little, little, I don't know. I don't, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but I think you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I think men have a different trajectory as far as women do in my sexuality, like courses and with clients, I, I help women understand that men have a different life cycle. So if you think of like our moon time, our period, our blood time, a man goes through that cycle in a 24 hour day. So like the, the hour after he wakes up is like the first day after we finish our moon, our blood. And so a man goes through, he doesn't have the, the same long drawn out cycles that we have. He mm. has a more rapid, like daily, he goes through all of it in one day. So we don't give men oh enough gosh. credit. I know. We don't give <laughs> men enough credit for how they navigate not only their own cycles, but our cycles as well. And then men have a lot more pressure on them in a different way than women do. So I think you're right that it takes men a little bit longer to kind of get to that place of like, okay, I've, I've gotten a job, I've gotten, I've done the thing. Now I want to try the woohoo stuff or, you know, the skin stuff. It's like, they take a little bit longer to pause. And I love seeing that shift in men. I'm seeing a lot of men. I've, I've gotten a lot of DMs from clients asking if their husbands can work with me. And I don't myself personally work with men. I generally refer them out, but I love that men are speaking. Mm -hmm. 
So one of your areas of specialty is money. And I want you to talk about money and abundance right now and what some of the, I do want to use the word like magic around it because, you know, I was on this call with these amazing ladies from LA through the, the group Conscious Investor. And we're looking for ways to build our businesses in a really conscious way that we can help give back to people that are under the poverty line. But, you know, they're talking, they're like, some of these people, they have, they live on less than $4 a day and they're happy. Mm -hmm. So why are, you know, some of us who say aren't working right now and are having a really hard time paying our bills aren't happy. And then you see these other people that are surviving on a couple of dollars a day and they're happy. Like, why has that duality happened in that way? And can you explain that? Yes, it's, it's really simple. And this is something that is, once you understand it and learn it, that you, you can't ever forget it and it will forever alter the way that you see the world. And what I'm about to say, some people may hear and at first feel a little bit of an aversion to, but I ask you just to feel it in your body because we, we don't get to decide what is happiness to someone else. Mm -hmm. We don't get to decide that someone who is homeless on the street needs help. We don't get to decide that, that we have a lot. And so that means someone else must have little. It's like this. If I'm beautiful, that doesn't detract from your ability to be beautiful. Your ability to be beautiful has everything to do with you. And then you get to observe me and other people in the world. And if you want to compare yourself, that's fine. If you want to use the beauty tips and tricks from other people to, you know, beautify yourself, that's also your prerogative. If you look at other people and you're like, well, I'm doing pretty good. That's also your prerogative. So what we have to understand about wealth and abundance and money is that we do not ever know what another person needs. We don't know. Even if you see someone mm -hmm. and you're like, this person is starving to death. They're dying. Oh my God, I need to help them. I would strongly suggest taking a step back and reassessing reality. Reality is I am observing that I'm observing there's a person and in my observation, it is my perspective that this person is hungry and is starving and needs help. That's my perception of what I'm observing. That's my reality. From that place, instead of saying that person needs my help or that person is poor, we say, I am observing this. We don't put our crap on that person. We just observe what we're observing. There's a difference between saying that person is poor. You're literally naming them, calling them, and then cementing that into the reality versus, oh, I see that there's a person that I perceive might be poor, might need my help. So what we do in our reality is we create these absolutes like rich and poor, right? This person is poor. I am rich. We can make these very uh, solid statements. But if you actually understand the way that money flows and energy flows, you won't make those statements anymore because what you'll understand is that your relationship to money 
is a relationship that you've designed over time. It has to do with your karma. It has to do with what you came in with. It has to do with so many factors. So I don't get to name, and I actually have no idea what your financial situation is, but I wouldn't even try. I wouldn't try to say Rachel is rich. Rachel is poor. I wouldn't do that because I know when I make an absolute statement like that, I put my perception and I force it on to someone's reality. And I can say this because I was homeless. And um, when, and I technically still am, but I was actually like homeless, homeless, you know, didn't have a home and didn't have anywhere to go and didn't have any money. And I never wanted people to say, oh, that girl's homeless. Oh, how poor. Look, she needs help. If they would have done that, they would have been contributing to a reality that I knew wasn't true, even if in that moment I was living it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I wonder if, uh, I wonder if money, abundance, radiance, and beauty, if there's any overlap there in regards to the flow, because you work with so many people online all over the world, like what are you seeing some of your most beautiful and radiant people that you're in connection with doing and what is their like flow mentality, if you will? It's exactly that. It's a flow mentality. It's not, this is happening. This is the way the world is. It isn't solid set in stone. It's very fluid. I found that the more fluid someone is, about like maybe you wake up and your jeans don't fit. I mean, we've all had these days where you wake up and you feel puffy or you ate cookies last night. Hello, me, because my you know moon is coming. And <laughs> I'm like, I wake up and I feel puffy. I'm like, oh crap, I have a podcast interview. Like I could choose to create a reality going down that rabbit hole. Or I could choose to be like, huh, I love those cookies. Those cookies give me fuel. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to see how many flowers I can find today. Mm-hmm. So what I find in my clients that are the most successful are the people who are able to bend their reality. And it isn't through delusion. Mm -hmm. Like I was still fully aware that I ate those cookies last night and I'm so happy I did. It wasn't delusional, but it was, what do I choose to make reality? Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I made like three different types of homemade popcorn last night and it was fabulous, but did I feel (laughs) great today? Maybe not. (laughs) But it was fun. I enjoyed it. I I was able to share it with my family and we all had a great time. So, I mean, you can't just be so like, oh, never going to have popcorn. Like my husband, he's like, I've never, I haven't had popcorn in 10 years. And that's just how he is. He's like so rigid like that. And I'm like very much so different, (laughs) but but we create this really interesting, um, interesting balance. So what is radiance to you? Oh, radiance. Radiance to me is when your integrity and your authenticity, when your essence, I call it, like the truest you, Mm -hmm. you make visible to other people. Mm. Oh, I love that. (laughs) When you make your truest you visible to other people. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. And I'd go a step further into how to cultivate it, which is your truest you, I feel is like that most grounded, centered, balanced and aligned version of you as well. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like you're going to be your truest you when you do that work. Oh, it's the work never ends. The work never ends. 
it's like, as soon as you think you've conquered, and you know this, as soon as you think you've conquered something, there's always something else to learn. There's always continuing education. Every day, I'm like, what can I learn today? What plant is that? Or how can I, yeah, what can I use on my skin? Or how can I exercise differently today? This earth school is a contributor earth to that school. radiance. You have, yeah, you can't just like one day find your, you know, your essence and be like, I am radiant because it's a constant growth. It's a constant, mm -hmm. well, you get, you get more and more radiant as you grow and learn and interact with other radiant beings in mirror form. Yeah. Yeah. I see that actually in my patients who are in their sixties. Those are the women that got it going on. So if, you, if you're in your 30s and 40s and you're like, oh, my skin is so great. I don't have any lines and wrinkles. Uh, oh, I don't want to age. I don't want to get spots and lines. It's like, newsflash, trust me, you're going to be a more awesome woman as you step into your, your later years. Aging isn't anything to be afraid of. But if you're like Angela and myself, our skin types, you know, we're prone to skin cancers. So by looking after ourselves and our skins, we're actually preventing other physical ailments. So sometimes this beauty stuff is a lot less superficial than we might think. And like self-care and the ritual, let's get back to rituals. The ritual of doing your self-care practice is just like so gorgeous. So what are some of your favorite rituals that you like to do to really help your, like your physical form? Well, let me tell you about rituals. My whole day is filled with rituals. I try to make everything really extraordinary. It's gorgeous. So my favorite like human body, like physical rituals, I love cold plunges, specifically wild swimming out in nature. I don't really have that available to me right now. There's a lake, but it's closed to the public as a lot of things are right now. So I fill up my bathtub and get into the cold plunge. I love red light therapy. I swear my sauna, my red light therapy has just changed my whole relationship with my gut and mm. which has made me more radiant, of course, because they're connected. And definitely what I put in my body, as you see, I drink so much, so much water and I do a lot of herbal infusions and a lot of just delicious plant medicine from my plant witches. I don't work with herbs and plants so much. It's not really something that's ever been a specialty to me. So I have my council of plant witches that I go to for all my delicious tinctures and things. And these are like basically people that make essential oils and, and homemade beauty products. Like that's what, that's what a plant witch is, is really funny that like we put this word on it, but I mean, is anybody that like takes a, I mean, I bundled a whole bunch of sage, so maybe I'm a plant witch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. So I'm kind of the opposite. I actually like warm. So my routine is to have a nice bath and I'll throw on my juve light and oh my gosh, it just feels so luxurious. And then um, I'm really keen on supporting uh, a local woman. Her name's Jamie and she makes this fabulous glow jar product. So I have this available <gasps> on the e-store. It's this pineapple oil. And then I have one of her lip balms and one of her soaps and there's like peppermint in it. And oh my gosh, I just, I love <laughs> that ritual of just like being in the bath and just having it feel so luxurious and like smelling your products and you know, some of the like soft essential oils that are in there. I use essential oils all the time. Yeah. Same. When I was in Paris and I was, you know, in a place where I didn't know a lot of the words and I was learning the language the one thing I could find 
to help myself feel radiant and also feel really healthy and just like connected were essential oils. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't an essential oil believer for a long time. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of like, do they really do anything? (laughs) And I'm a firm believer now. So for sure. Yeah. I just think they're really, it's a really like grounding earthy thing. And I mean, who doesn't want to smell nice, right? Oh, like I know. we don't smell very good. Like I don't really want to be around myself. If I don't smell good. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. <laughs> awesome. So do you have any final remarks on this podcast? We talked about some really cool things. We talked about money. We talked about abundance. We talked about the word like light worker, witch or reality and radiance and beauty and the flow. We talked about some pretty wild things. So any sort of closing remarks to like <laughs> close this beautiful circle we've opened? I love it. My closing remark is, is really, I urge you, me, everyone listening to constantly open up your perspective and ask yourself what would be possible if I didn't have such a fixed view of what I'm experiencing you know, just like you said, we've talked about a lot of like, you know, woo things. And to me, this is like a, a very non, this is a very like basic conversation because I can get quite, you know, magical, esoteric. And so everyone's perspective is so unique and so individual. And the more we can open up that perspective, we can open up the flow to more abundance, more radiance, more connection, more community. I mean, just the way I met you, Hearing you on the podcast, hearing your voice, I was like, I want to know this girl. Now, this is this is how I ask you to look at perspective. So I am listening to you on Bulletproof Radio, right? Dave Asprey. How many listeners, millions of listeners, how many followers, thousands, hundreds, whatever, thousands of followers. I find you, I share your podcast, I start to follow you. And what's the likelihood that we connect, right? If I looked at what was probable, the likelihood was very, very small but I don't look at life as probable. I look at life as I wonder what could happen if, and I Mm -hmm. open my perspective and that's where the magic comes in. So it's all about perspective. Yeah. I love that. So speaking of Instagram, sharing DMs, emails, I check all that stuff myself. So if you are listening to this video on the YouTube channel or on the Rachel Varga podcast, please take a screenshot of you listening and tag myself at Rachel Varga official. And I just uh, started another account called unlock your vitality. That's a joint one with my hubby and I, and just, you know, tag me, give me some love. And then Angela, where can people find you? I also check and respond to all my DMS on Instagram, on my YouTube, my website, my email, my personal email. I love to connect and create community Mm -hmm. because I don't have a home. So I don't really have an in-person community yet. So please, you know, feel free to reach out. And I have a couple amazing programs that are coming up. I'm getting ready to launch a witches round table, a worldwide community of witches. It's all going to be anonymous. Um, I mean, it's all going to be kind of behind lock and key until we feel safe to share. I have a money magic program that's starting. I don't know if it will start. Um, this podcast probably will come out afterward, but I have lots of programs all the time. I do one-on-one work with magic um, and with an individual's life. So any, if you have questions or thoughts or just want to connect, please reach out. That's awesome. Okay. Funny story. One of my best friends, she like signed up for this witch's course, or whatever, but 
for some reason, the organizer actually reached out to me. She's like, I don't know why I got your email, but I don't see you registered in the course. I'm like, what? And then my girlfriend reaches out. She's like, oh, I went to my bank. And for some reason, it sent you an email. It's like technology always messes up around me. <laughs> Isn't that like the weirdest thing? Yeah, I'm the same way though. I am like my <laughs> iPhones die about every six months. I get a, six months. I get a new phone. Technology does weird stuff. It's hilarious because so, we're so magnetic. We switch the poles. There you go. Right. Awesome. Um, so everybody listening, I just want you guys to head on over to rachelvarga.ca or unlockyourvitality.com. And if you sign up for my newsletter and um, select to get my treatment planning guide. Right now I'm also giving everybody a copy of my sophisticated skin cheat sheet. So everything we talk about on the podcast is body, mind, spirit, energy alignment to bring forth optimal radiance and beauty or as close to perfect alignment as possible. And then I also help on the, you know, not the back end, but the more forward end of the, you know, skin at home rejuvenation in clinic stuff. So I love connecting with lovely, incredible souls out there. If you're listening, just reach out, say hi, let me know what questions you have. And same with Angela. And yeah, thanks so much for joining. This is a super fun episode. While you were talking, I just had like these like crazy, that's why I went like this. I just had like mad shivers down my left side. This is like where the magic is on my yeah. I was going to ask you what, um, there's a lot of magic that's ha that happens on that side of your body. So yeah. there's something to that's think my about side. there. That's my ah! side. I, I know what's up. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I'm so glad that we got to do this. Thank you yeah, so much, fun. Rachel. So fun. Thanks everyone for watching and listening and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.